Welcome to Seeing You from God's Point of View, where we reveal the positive, powerful, phenomenal essence of who you really are to help you heal, be empowered, and transformed into the woman God created you to be. I am your host, Cynthia McClary, and if you are ready to see yourself with a new set of eyes and understand how to live out your purpose every day on purpose, you're definitely in the right place. Are you ready? Join me in today's episode. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Seeing You from God's Point of View. Today's episode, we are going to be talking all about some of our favorite people in the world. That's our little girls. So that's who we are talking about today. That's the focus of our topic, our little girls. And in addition to us talking about our little girls, this episode is dedicated to a special group of people that I am calling the village. So who is the village that you may ask? Well, the village is all of us. That's mothers, aunties, sisters, cousins, grandmothers, teachers, neighbors, church ladies. Listen, every single person that God has blessed to influence and help shape the life of a little girl, you, my sister, you are a part of the village that I am talking to on today about our special little girls. Now, we've all heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, we are that village. And God has entrusted us with the beautiful opportunity to help mold and develop and shape and train and grow these little girls that he has given us into the women that God created them to be. So we have this special responsibility, special duty that we have been assigned. And listen, it doesn't matter what your title is in the in the village. I'm an auntie. And my my sister <laughs> my sister can tell you that I take I take my title seriously as an auntie. <laughs> I do. I take that seriously. I'm I'm a part of the village. Like I don't have to be mama. I don't have to be grandmama, but I'm a member of the village. And so I, I take that seriously and it's an honor and it's a pleasure. And plus it's fun. You know, us aunties have fun with our, with our nieces. <laughs> so it's an honor and a privilege uh, to be a part of the village. And as, as the village, there are some things that we have to change. I know that if, if, if all of us were to interview each other, we would all probably come to the same conclusion. And that conclusion is when it comes to our little girls, we all want them to be in a better place than where we are. We want what is best for their lives. We want them to have not just the things that we did not have, but we we want them to be better off. We want them to be better off spiritually, in their relationships, in their marriages, in their finances, 
in their emotional and mental life, in their vocational life. We want to see them walking out their purpose like Mm, like Wonder Woman, like they can't be stopped, like they can't, you know, nobody can stop them. We want to see them full of the confidence that God has given them. We want to see them be everything that that God has placed in them, in their hearts. And we want them to do everything that he's placed in their hearts and grow into the very person that he pictured that he envisioned, that he created them to be. We don't want them to fall down, to fall short in any way, shape, and form. Or form. And so in order for that to happen, because we're the ones who are providing the guidance, we're providing the instruction, we're providing the correction, we're helping to mold, to shape, to develop. So being in that position there are things that we need to change in order to ensure that even the desires that we have for them, which is for God to be completely in control of their lives, for them to trust God more than they trust anything else, for them to know God in a personal way, not just in the way that we know them, but for them to know God in a personal way, in a, on an individual basis, and for them to just knock it out the park in every area of their life based on their trust in God. And so in order for that to happen, we have to make sure that we are doing the right things to make that conducive, to make it possible for those things to happen in their lives. And so I want to talk today about four things that we need to change. And then after we talk about those changes that we need to make, then I also want to talk about why these changes are so important. So the first change that I believe that we need to make as a village is we have to change the way that we admire our little girls. Now, most of the time when we admire our little girls, we are seeing them one of two ways. We're either seeing them in the present, like where they are right now at this moment, or we're looking into yesterday. We're looking back into yesterday, seeing how they were reminiscing on when they were first born, when we brought them home from the hospital, uh, their their favorite food when they when they first went to kindergarten. You know, it's those older days or those earlier times, and we just reminisce on them, and that's that's who we see them as. And it's like we begin to fix our eyes on who they are right now in this moment and who they were when they were younger. Nothing wrong with that because we want to celebrate our girls in every area, every phase and every stage of their lives, but understand that they are so much more than their present and their past. And so we have to begin to think in terms of this is not, she's not staying here for the rest of her life. She's not staying in this present state for the rest of her life. Just like she did not stay in her past state, she's not going to remain in her present state as she is right now. So we have to change the way that we're admiring our little girls. Number two. 
Now, this is a biggie because we talked earlier about the fact that we need to change the way that we that we speak to our own selves. And so the same holds true with our little girls. We have to change the way that we speak to them. Remember, the power of life and death, it's in our tongue. And whatsoever we are doing right now, whatsoever we're, we're uh, allowing to come out of our mouths, in front of, and even out of the presence of our daughters or our little girls, we are training them, number one, how to speak to other women. And we're also training them how to speak to them, to their own selves. The power of life and death is in our tongue. And now we are training them in the way that they should go. So if our language is out of order, we're training them to speak things that are out of order and contrary to the word of God. So we have to be careful, not just for our sake, but for their sake as well. So change the way that you're talking to them. If you are saying anything at any time or calling them anything at any time that is contrary to who God calls them, and one thing you have to remember is, I don't care how old your little girl is or how young she is, she is never whatever mistake she made. She is not what she does. So whatever whatever issue or condition or situation that she may find herself in, she is not that situation. She is not that issue. So I need you not to address her as her situation or her condition or her issue or her mistake, but address her the same way that God addresses her. Change the way that you speak to her. Change the words that are coming out of your mouth and entering into not just her ears, but entering into her heart. The same words that you speak out of your mouth, they're being planted somewhere. They're being planted in her. And those seeds that are being planted in the form of words, they're going to grow up and they're going to produce fruit. And so if you do not desire for the fruit that is grown in your daughter's life to be stinky fruit, then I need you to speak words that are not stinky. Say whatever God says about her. I don't care how contrarious if that's a word that it may look based on what 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 she has said has done or whatever change the way that you speak to her because words do matter number 3 village we have to change the way that we cover our little girls and now cover uh, that's not just in the way that we dress them, but yes, we also need to change the way that we dress our little girls. Now to cover, it means to, to place something on or above for two reasons, either to protect or to conceal. And so mothers, village, because some village members get the opportunity to shop with these little girls. Shop with them, shop for them. 
Listen, even in your shopping, remember these are our little girls, even in your shopping, think about, is this covering, is it protecting, is it concealing, or is it revealing? To cover is to protect and to conceal. So as you're making your decision and what you're buying her, think about, is it covering, is it concealing, or is it revealing and exposing? Now, the other side of covering, it's not just about the way that we dress her, but it's also about the environment, the atmosphere, the foundation that we are, that we are raising her up in and raising her upon. So that's protection. So in the atmosphere that she's being raised in, who's around her? And always remember that whoever is around you is also around your little girl. The atmosphere needs to be producive so that it produces in her the outcome that you desire. And, and, and let me backtrack a little bit because I know we like to say what we desire, but what we really desire, what we should desire is what God desires for them. So is the atmosphere that 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 she is that she is living in is it conducive to produce in her what God desires to be produced in her? Sometimes we have to take ourselves out of the way because sometimes we can be selfish and we can just want what we want. And, and if that's what we're doing, understand also that that's what we're training our little girls to do. And when you want what you want, and it's contrary to what God wants, uh, a lot of times you'll go off onto that tangent or onto that path that leads away from God. And so if that's what you're doing and that's what you're training her to do, then change that, change that. So you're responsible for her guidance, for her direction, for the foundation, making sure her foundation is stable. You're responsible for training her and providing the discipline that she needs when she needs it, as she needs it, and for whatever reason she needs it. You're, you're responsible for that. You're responsible for bringing in that structure into her life. So setting up the standards, teaching her what standards are and helping her to setting up the standards and even helping her to create standards and setting up boundaries for her own life. Because in the process of training, you are training her about the boundaries that she is going to later have in her own life. The word of God says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart. So what you're training in her right now, that is what she's going to uh, set for herself in the future. You train well now, you can rest later. 
So number four, and this is the last point, we have to change what we feed them. And I know two things about feeding. Now, on the natural side of feeding, yes, we have to even change what we are bringing into our homes, allowing them to consume. Because if we're honest, a lot of the things that we're bringing into our home, we're, we're doing the grocery shopping. Or if we're not doing the grocery shopping, um, more than likely when we're going into the drive through or they're picking up stuff in the grocery store, we're the ones paying for them, paying for whatever they put on the counter or put into the uh, shopping cart. So we even have to change the, the, the way that we feed them with natural food because some of the things that we are allowing them to to eat is actually harming them and it's setting them up for physical failure in the future. So that is something that we must consider and that we must take seriously and and that we have to look into and that we have to change. The nutrition of our little girls matter, but not just the physical food, but the spiritual food actually matter. So what are you feeding her spiritually? Now, if your desire is for her to grow to grow up and become everything that God has created her to be. Think about what she is eating spiritually. So now is she eating uh things that are on lines, on the lines of evil and darkness, you know, witchcraft and rebellion. Think about what she's taken in on her tablet, on her computer. You know, think, think about all of those things. Or are you feeding her the word of God? Are you feeding her the word of God, teaching her how to trust and how to depend on God? I know sometimes we may say, or we may believe that, oh, you know, kids are just, you know, too young to understand or too young to know or whatever, or, or to really have this love relationship with God. No, they're not. I almost want to say the younger you start, the better they are, <laughs> the better their chances are. I wish, I, I wish that someone had started me younger. I, I absolutely do. But are, are you teaching her who she is in Jesus Christ? Like, are you teaching her that right now? Listen, do you know, I believe that knowing who you are in Jesus Christ is one of the greatest pieces of knowledge that you can ever have because of the fact that when you know who you are in Christ, there are just some things that you will not put up with that you will not tolerate and there are there are some things that are aren't just going to that will not cross your boundary will not cross your path if you, when you're looking for when your desire if your desire is for your little girl to have the confidence of God in her teach her who she is in Jesus Christ not not who not who she is based on her skin color or her gender 
or where you all live or what she wears or any of that stuff. No, teach her who she is in Jesus Christ. Teach her what the word of God says about her. Teach her who God says that she is. So we have to change what we're feeding them. I mean, cartoon is fine. Cartoon is fine but we have to make sure that we're giving her the spiritual food and building the spiritual foundation that she needs. Cheerleading is fine. Whatever other recreational things uh, might be available to our little girls, those are fine, but they nothing should take precedent over her knowing who Jesus Christ is and who she is in Jesus Christ. Nothing should take precedent over that. Absolutely nothing should take precedent over that. And so now I know, like, well, why? These are little girls. Why is this so important? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you why all of this is important. So three reasons why all of this change that we need to do in order for our little girls to grow into who God created them to be? Three reasons. The first reason that this is important, because even though we're looking at our little girls and we're seeing them as they are right now in the present and reminiscing on who they were in the past, but are you aware that right now, inside of every little girl is the woman that she will become. So in essence, right now, you're not just raising a little girl, you're raising the woman that she will one day become. And so that teaching and that training that you're instilling in the little girl, that is the teaching and the training that the woman that she will become one day, that she is going to live by. So now if, if you're teaching based on the word of God and the things of God, then that is what that woman is going to live by. Those are the standards she will develop. Those are the boundaries she will set. Those are the rules that she will make for her life. Like, do you realize that right now, and I know these are our little girls, and we have that tendency to only see them as our little girls, but inside of her, inside of that little girl, I think my, my youngest niece, Oh, I think my youngest niece is six. But even right now inside of that six-year-old is the 25-year-old that she's going to become. The 45-year-old that she will one day become. The 65-year-old that she will one day become. The 85-year-old that she will one day become. And so the lessons that she's learning at six years old, those are the lessons that she's going to live by at 85 years old. Train up the child in the way that they should go and when they are old, they will not depart. You are not just training up a little girl. 
No, you're literally training up the woman that is inside her. Now, every single, think about this. Like every single thing that your little girl, our little girls hear right now, everything that they hear, every word that we speak to, to them, that woman inside of her that she is becoming is hearing the same thing. She's feeling the same thing. She is seeing the same thing. She's experiencing the same things. So whatever the little girl feels, whatever the little girl, whatever our little girl right now, whatever she eats, whatever she smells, whatever she hears, whatever she touches, the woman that is inside her, that she is growing into and one day will become, is experiencing life right along with her. So whatever you're pouring into the little girl, you're also pouring into the woman. So when you speak, when you teach, when you touch our little girl, we are actually sitting in the present, shaping the future. And that's important because whatever you're wanting her to become tomorrow, you're impacting that, right? You're teaching that, you're training that right now. And do you know what happens? So the, 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 the woman that is inside our little girl right now, that's growing and developing and one day will emerge, she's feeling and hearing and experiencing every single thing that our little girl is experiencing right now. And so even though that experience will be tucked away in a memory, it's also going to become a part of that woman. And she's going to remember those things even if they're tucked away in her subconscious, she's going to remember them. And so when you see a woman, think, put yourself in the, put yourself in the situation, put yourself where your daughter is right now, where your little girl is right now. How has your life as a woman been impacted by the things that you heard yesterday, the things that you experienced yesterday? the things that you felt yesterday. Whether we realize it or not, as grown women, our right now life is was, was impacted by what happened yesterday. Even though we may not remember whatever specifics that thing was related to, but it's impacting our life. The lessons that we, the lessons that we learned, and even the lessons that we failed to learn, the lessons that were not taught to us, that's impacting our life right now. And so the same is going to happen with our little girl, with our little girl. So we need to teach now what she's going to need tomorrow.
And as you're teaching, keep in mind that you're not just teaching that 13-year-old. No, you're teaching the woman that she is becoming. You're teaching the woman that she will become. Another reason, reason number two, why this is important, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Well, all of this change that we need to make as the village, it's important because scars matter. Scars matter. Whenever something happens to you at, a, at an earlier age, even if, you, even if you don't quite understand all of the twists and turns of, what's, of what was happening at that moment in your life, in some way, you feel it or you experience it or it manifests itself in your life as a woman. And if, and if not as like a 45-year-old, Maybe, maybe you experienced that thing that happened earlier as a 25-year-old, whether that was the insecurity, whether that was the low self-esteem, and it manifested itself in the relationships that you chose, whether they were romantic relationships or friendships. Even that insecurity from, from years ago could even manifest itself in the job that you decide on, the decisions that you're making now as a grown woman, scars matter. And every scar is not a scar that you can physically see. Some scars are emotional. And what do you think happens to little girls with scars. Well, if those scars go unhealed, that little girl is going to grow into a woman with scars. So reason number three, listen, it is our responsibility to teach our little girls who they are before the world has the opportunity to, to tell them who they're not. Remember, knowing who you are, knowing your identity, it is one of your greatest weapons of power. Um, if we, if we just take like a, a moment and think about bullying and bullying is a serious issue in schools. Now imagine, now imagine if not just the children who are being bullied, but if the children who are bullying really knew who they were. When you don't know who you are, 
you will almost do anything to try and make yourself believe that you're something that you're not. Your greatest weapon of power. And I, I, I want to take a side, you know, I want to go off on the side for just a second and say, I believe that a lot of bullies, and not just children bullies, but even adult bullies, I believe that a root cause of the reason that they do the things that they do is because there's an emptiness, there's a void, and a lot of that void comes because of the fact that they do not know who they are. Because to know who you really are, you do not have to lower somebody else to the ground. You do not have to dim their light in order for your light to shine. So when the, the root of it all is an issue with identity, not knowing who you are. When you, when you know who you are, you do not have to belittle somebody to make you feel bad or, or to make you feel better. You don't have to make someone feel bad in order to make you feel better. No, you feel better or you feel great because of the fact that you are confident in who you are. So it's our responsibility to teach her to teach our little girls who they are before the world has the opportunity to tell them who they're not. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. Now village, each and every one of us We have been given the duty, the responsibility, the privilege. It's not a burden, it's a privilege. We've been given the privilege to be watchmen's in the lives of these little girls. We're responsible for training them. We're responsible for correcting them, for getting them back in line, for getting them back in order. Wherever there is order, we're responsible for restoring order. Wherever they, they, they are missing the mark, that's our responsibility to help bring them back to the center of things. We're the watchmen. Now, God gave them, placed them in our lives and placed us in their lives for a reason. And now we have to put on our big girl's panties, put on our big girl pants or boots or whatever you want, however you want to say it or call it, but we have to, we have to take up that responsibility. And be willing to do the hard things, be willing to say no when we need to say no, be willing to say yes when we need to say yes, be willing to correct when we need to correct. Listen, I, I love my nieces. Like, do you understand? And I don't know, I can't think of too many things that I would not do for them. I really can't think of too many things that I would not do for them. 
But one thing that I refuse to do, and 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 please understand, like I always want to have a great time with them whenever I'm around them. I want them to make me laugh and I want to try to make them laugh as well. I want us to always have a great time. But one thing I, I have to refuse to do because I love them too much and because it's my responsibility to make sure that I do what I'm supposed to do in their lives. I love them too much to see them going in the wrong way to allow them to continue to go in the wrong way without me saying anything. I love them too much for that. And so, yes, there are times when, when, when I have to say no. There are times when I have to correct. There are times when I can't be friendly auntie. But I love them too much for them to end up being less, anything less than who God has called them to be. And so as the, as the village, we have to step our game up. We have to step our game up. And I know that that is going to require some of us to do things that are not comfortable, to do things that are not, that don't make us happy and probably don't make our little girls happy. But we have a responsibility. We have a duty. And, and, and do you know what? Like if God has given you responsibility to do a thing and you fail to do it, I mean, I mean, un unless you're okay with being, you know, in trouble with God. Now, if you're okay with that, then that's on you. But I'm not okay with that. But not only am I not okay with that, but I am totally not okay with our little girls not becoming every single thing becoming the person, the whole person, not the broken person or, 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 or the person of not enough or what have you, but I am not okay with our little girls not becoming the whole, the, the H, I'm sorry, the W-H-O-L-E woman that God created her to be. So village, I ask, I beseech of you, my sisters, let's band together. Let's be our sister's keeper. We're the village and God knows it takes a village to raise a child. And so when we see something, say something. When we see something corrected, it takes all of us. It takes all of us. Our little girls need us now more than ever. And God saw fit to say, listen, let me bless this little girl with a big sister. Let me bless this little girl with the village, with this person in the village. He entrusts, 
He, God trusts you and he's entrusted that little girl to you. And his expectation is for you to take her from where she is right now and get her safely to where she needs to be. Listen, I love you all. I love our little girls. And my prayer for the village is that God will give us the strength, give us the wisdom, give us the audacity. Because listen, in this day, in these days and times, yes, we need the audacity. We need the boldness. We need the we need the courage to say enough is enough. We need the boldness, the courage, the bravery, the strength, the faith, the and the everything else that God can give us to declare in the in the famous words of Joshua, as for me and my house, as for me and my little sisters, as for me and my little cousins, as for me and my grandbabies, as for me and my babies, as for me and my nieces, oh, we're going to serve the Lord in Jesus' name. Hey, sisters, listen, I love you all, and I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. I'll see you next time. Remember, it matters how you see yourself, and the only way to truly see yourself is through God's point of view. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with someone who needs to hear this, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Cynthia McClary.